Hello, my lovely hummingbirds. It's your girl Monroe, and you're listening to <laughs> Pop Culture. How's it going, everyone? Hello. I know. By the time you're listening to this, it is officially Wednesday. And we were supposed to have the pop culture rated review of Wednesday Netflix series. That is going to hit your lovely listening ears on Friday. (laughs) Because things have been hectic over here with the holidays. But my mini announcement out of the way. Before we begin today's episode of pop culture, I would like us to take a moment of silence for the following individuals. Steven Twitch Boss, Ali Spice, and Jamie Lopez. Thank you all for joining me in that moment. Now, uh, Steven Boss's death was declared a suicide via gunshot wound. The LAPD, LAPD had announced, and this was all like featured on TMZ, that there was a note that was found. I do want to say um, he is survived by his wife and, he's, and his three kids. And this is very heartbreaking because like last week's episode, I just told y'all about how JDF passed away also via suicide not that long ago. And now Twitch, it's... I feel like it's moments where these losses really show us that, like, mental health is real. Mental health awareness is very important and that it affects everyone, no matter their financial status, no matter how happy they seemed. I mean, Twitch and Allison Holker had just celebrated their nine-year anniversary, their wedding anniversary, and, like, I don't know, my deepest condolences to his family and his loved ones. Um, And, you know, just a reminder, my loves, we must always give people the space that they need to grieve. Uh, I know Cardi, this was like a deleted voice note on Twitter that had happened, but she had talked about how difficult it was to really comfort her husband after the death of Takeoff, and like, I'm sure it's not easy. While Offset was just in Jamaica with Cardi celebrating his birthday, It's just like, it's one of those things where, you know, people could look at that and say some shit, but like, they're still, you know, trying to move forward and live their life in spite of everything. But like, just because they are and they're trying to have these moments does not mean it takes the pain away. So just always be mindful. In other, and (laughs) by the way, uh... (laughs) Today's episode is slight what the fuck, and honestly, the <laughs> I feel like it sets the stage for how 2022 has had hands for every fucking body. Like, this shit has not let up. Celine Dion has been diagnosed with a rare stiff person disorder. Uh, it's a syndrome, essentially, that causes stiff muscles in the arms, legs, and torso of the body. Also... It increases sensitivity to noise, touch, and emotional distress, which can in turn cause muscle spasms. Our heart goes out to her. May she get well. May she be better. Uh, There is no 
cure for this illness and it basically can only be like treated with like pain medication to some degree to alleviate the symptoms versus like the actual syndrome heart goes out to her but now for local chicago news <laughs> the pop punk xmas show that i had announced last episode has been canceled due to the inclement weather that is going to occur the venue has decided that it is best for everyone's safety uh that you know the show just unfortunately must not go on in this case due to the blizzard that's coming for us here in chicago money will be returned to everyone uh that purchased by point of sale so you know just keep a lookout in your emails for that return of funds sad no announcement yet of like a rescheduling of the show but i will keep you guys updated if there's any news uh in some more local news two cousins <laughs> two cousins were caught the other fucking week with 2.3 million dollars worth of weed in the south loop because their storage locker rent was passed due and <laughs> i'm sorry i'm fucking laughing but what the hell they pulled up in a white van and in the van they had more weed like what are y'all doing? <laughs> I cannot. These poor boys. Now, however, on the chats of Reddit, the judge that passed the sentencing has come under slight fire for her statements in regards to their case. Uh, they did, well, she set their bail at 250000 for the main person involved and then 2000 for the person whose name it was under. <sighs> the reason why she's coming under fire is because she said that, like, weed causes so much issue to the communities and so much disparity and all this stuff and, da -da -da -da. and people in the comments were saying, like, you know, it's not like they had $2.3 million of blow and fentanyl and all these other fucking drugs that are causing very severe issues. Like, what? <laughs> and they were like, and then someone, because the internet is quick, someone was like, uh, they were just trying to run a legitimate business. They just didn't have the proper licenses, right? Because, well, weed is legal, technically, statewide. Uh, federally, not yet, but... I don't know, I feel like that's coming soon, hopefully. It is a shade, everyone that's in there for possession in prison, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Who am I but a local podcaster? Speaking of laws regarding to bail, J.B. Pritzker, <laughs> the governor here of Illinois, has signed the Safety Act amendments, which were 300 pages long, okay? It was 300 pages for the Safety Act. If you guys do not know what the Safety Act is, well, my lovely hummingbirds... I did the research, sort of. <laughs> Still, you know, go look up stuff, but this is the overall basics of it. Now, there was a lot of fear when, like, it went viral on TikTok that the Safety Act was going to be a thing, and then people were like, oh, my God, it's the fucking purge, and all this shit is going to happen in Chicago, especially, right? Because, like, 
Chicago be wild, and so everyone's like, no, da 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 da. The Safety Act stands for the Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today Act. It was actually passed January 31st, 2021, and signed uh, to be instated February 22nd, 2021 of last year. Now, the act handles essentially all pre-trial aspects uh, as well as changes to policing and prison reforms. The bill itself is 764 pages. I got through like, I skimmed. (laughs) I skimmed. I'm still reading it. Like I'm very intrigued by everything, but like the verbiage in it is just all over the place. Now, one of the things that the bill is essentially trying to accomplish is to base detainment on safety risk versus monetary ability to be set free. What that means is removing the bail part of the arrest because, so for example, the two cousins that got arrested, like (laughs) they have to not only post the bail, but obviously also prove that the money didn't come from marijuana sales, which like, how do you prove that? But okay. (laughs) They said, show me the tax records. But it's come under fire because like everything that was circling from one of the counties here in Illinois, they're considered very Republican in that area. However, because of the act, uh, they were talking about the police inability to assist you in removing somebody from trespassing, uh, inability to use force, inability to do all these things. Like, there's a really big, strong emphasis on police reform in it. However, the inability of them, like, having you remove someone, like, of the police force assisting you in removing someone for trespassing has kind of already been a thing. Uh, I would say, like, before everyone gets into, like, this whole fear, which I'm not going to lie, when I saw that TikTok, I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I, at first, too, was pretty fucking scared. Like, okay, como si no estuviéramos para la chingada. After fucking COVID, especially, and now we're just getting worse. What the fuck, right? But I would say definitely do your research, take a look at it, you know, uh, petition to your aldermans, to your mayors, to everyone to make the necessary amendments. Obviously, they're still making them as he just signed 300 pages worth. So we shall see what this brings upon January 1st of 2023 when the bill is actually, you know, pushed completely forward. The other change coming on in January 1st, 2023 is 13-hour wage for the state of Illinois for non-tipped workers and $7.80 for tipped workers as long as the tips are proven to actually cover and equal to $13 an hour. So if, to all my people in the industry... If your paycheck and your tips are not showing as equivalent to $13 an hour, take it up with your fucking boss in HR and be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> but to all my industry workers out there, I fucking love y'all. Y'all, y'all real ones doing shit and dealing with drunk bitches. And I 
am pretty sure I have been drunk bitches on plenty of occasions. So thank you. I hope y'all have some dope-ass holidays. <laughs> anyway, speaking of holidays and industry life, Taco Bell Joy went viral. It is a Mexican restaurant here in Glenview that the daughter posted a video talking about how, like, you know, it's heartbreaking to her seeing her mom sit there every day looking at the door waiting for customers to come. And I saw a TikTok and I literally was like, ah, my fucking eyes, right? Because I was crying. And it went viral. It got, like, so much attention. So many people showed up. So many people went, like... They sold out of a bunch of their tacos. They had to get help from the other fucking restaurant. Like, friends and everything had to come and help. And just, like, I just want to give y'all a big fucking round of applause. (laughs) To everybody that showed up and showed the fuck out and got fucking tacos. I don't have a vroom vroom to get to Glenview, but... (laughs) I want to go. I want to go and get some tacos there because that is such a heartwarming story. I absolutely love that. That just like, you know, made my day as far as happy holiday stories, you know, considering this depressing ass episode of pop culture. (laughs) And now for the sports. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to say it like that every time. The Bulls did win their game uh Tuesday so yay congrats to them the previous game however they did not win neither did the Bears and neither did the Blackhawks I wish them luck moving forward hopefully we can start seeing some wins y'all like let's get this shirt big 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 fucking congratulations to Argentina who won the World Cup Messi holding that cup up after 172 games playing Sorry, y'all. Playing for La Selección de Argentina was just absolutely incredible. I saw this meme on the internet, or not a meme, but like a fucking image that someone created of how the players that are with him now were the kids that were watching him at the start of his career and basically, you know, grew up and played soccer themselves and now are playing with him. Like, y'all, that just, that shit... Brought me to fucking tears, y'all. So I just want to say, if you ever have any doubt that anything is possible, just remember that it is. It might take some time, but it is always possible. Ooh, also in Chicago sports news, my heart goes out to Jared Tenorti of the Blackhawks. Man took a skate to the fucking face, y'all, when I tell y'all. <sighs> that is like one of my biggest fucking fears of ice skating is just ooh ooh cuz you're literally on blades on ice like you can't even oh my god my heart pobrecito he is getting i think like 50 50 to 100 stitches but my heart goes out to him wishing him a speedy recovery yeah that's it that's all i got on that but <laughs> in celeb news celeb music and athletes <laughs> Congratulations to Becky G and Sebastian on their engagement. Congrats. Like, that was a nice ring. That was a nice ring. (laughs) Uh, I'm in love with love. Lizzo was on the Howard Stern show and spoke about her boyfriend, Mike Wright. And y'all, like, she was visibly just like, 
very gushing but like not in a oh my god he's everything kind of way but more like solidifying the fact that they are endgame which i absolutely fucking love for them you know she spoke about like uh returning to each other and all this stuff and i was just like yes fucking lizzo get that shit queen we love to see it now speaking of relationships (laughs) Sam Asgari. So we have all seen Britney's Instagram of late. Britney Spears, the millennial icon, the gay icon, the pop icon of majority of our youths and teen years. So she has been posting so much shit on her Instagram from dance videos to like her being out at, like, the beach, to her doing outfit changes, to her being topless, to her being bearing it all with emojis covering her bits, um, her boobies and her, which was the bathtub one? I think the bathtub one had, like, a heart over her vagina, and then she was covering her boobs. I can't remember off the top of my head, but... You know, she has been posting very, what people would consider out there images, right? So many people in the comment section have, like, stated, like, yo, what the fuck, this is weird, she's still being controlled, she went from one person controlling her to another, it's Sam, it's Sam, it's Sam, it's Sam, it's Sam, Sam Asghati is her husband. And, you know, everyone's saying that she's control that he's controlling the accounts and everything, and she's in danger. And then there's, like, other people saying, like, yes, queen, da-da-da-da, we support you. Other people have kind of switched their tune where they were supportive at first and now are showing concern, asking where her friends are, like, where are they not telling her shit? Well, you did it, y'all. <laughs> Everyone commenting Sam's name in these comment sections. He finally went into the picture and commented essentially stating like he's like well you know i would prefer she didn't post this i'm not gonna go and turn around and control somebody that has been controlled for so many years of their life he's like i'm not gonna fucking do that and you know later on with like so much commentary Brittany ended up turning off the comments in the post But Sam went ahead and, like, reiterated his statement in his stories and was like, no, like, you know, I'm not going to control her. I would never control anyone, point blank, period. You know, while we can all have our speculations, right, we are not in their relationship. We do not know. And as it is known, everything, todo siempre sale. So, like, you know, if they're good and they're having fun and they're doing their fucking thing, All I care about is that she's safe. In other non-Britney-related news, Matt Healy from the 1975s, uh, (laughs) people are talking shit. And, like, so here's the thing. Uh, It was at one of their shows, and a fan waved him down and was like, can you kiss me? And he carded her. (laughs) He was literally like, can I see your ID? (laughs) Showed him the ID, and then they made out. And people are like, oh my god, what the fuck? Why would he do that? Because, y'all, he's trying to not catch a case. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to be funny. And the Me Too movement has gone way under fire so many times. 
because people are saying, you know, there's a really big double standard to things when it comes to like, well, if men do it, it's not okay. But if women do it, they turn a blind eye type of shit. I don't know. I can't speak on that because like, I'm not any of them, but (laughs) I'm not any of the people in these situations. However, do I think it was wrong he did that? Hell nah. He was trying to make sure he didn't catch a case. So like, you know, I I commend him for that. It reminds me of the kid at Lala that asked me for a square and I was just like, how old are you? <laughs> you know, that was the moment I realized I am old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my nonsense aside. Lamar Odom has announced the release of his documentary, Sex, Drugs, and Kardashians. It is set to be released on Hulu on January 2nd, and it is going to entail everything of his, what led essentially to the divorce between him and Chloe. He has been very vocal always about like her incredible treatment of him when he was in that space where he OD'd, you know, as they were going through, like, their separation and everything. So, I don't know. Let me know. Are you guys going to watch it? Are you interested by it? Are you over the Kardashians? <laughs> Let me know. Now, the next story is not one that we are taking lightly. Uh, it is about the Tory Lanez trial. Okay, so there's a lot going on here, right? So back in 2020, so two years ago, Megan, Tori, and her best friend and assistant at the time, Kelsey Harris, were all at a party at Kylie Jenner's house, and they were in the pool with Kylie, and people said, right, that The reason that Megan and them left so frazzled and got into an argument was because she was insecure that Tori was looking at Kylie. During the trial, Megan was specifically asked if this was the reason, and it was stated at some point that no, it's because one, her wig was falling off in the pool, and two, Tori had mentioned in front of Kelsey Harris about his sexual relationship with Megan. And Megan had stated uh, that she didn't want her, she didn't want Kelsey to know because she had known that Kelsey had had feelings for him. Now people are saying that like Tori did end up fucking both of them. And like Megan in her testimony, you know, talked a really big part about like, Obviously, the incident itself, how he told her in her word, uh, according to her, that Tori yelled after her saying dance bitch and then shot her in the foot. And that, you know, at the time she was really scared because everything going on with George Floyd that she was like, you know, I don't want to put us all in this situation, especially because she's like, you know, I was handcuffed to the fucking grinny and like no one was really acting like they gave a fuck about me and she was talking about how at the time after losing her mom she was really heavy into partying and trying to fill a void with Tori's presence 
And, you know, they did ask her, like, oh, you first lied and you said about the glass and everything. And she's like, right, because of the George Floyd thing. And then she talked about how this whole situation basically overshadowed her career to some degree because the men in the industry have very much been on their misogynistic train and talking shit on her, talking down on her, uh, looking at her, what did she say, like a sick bird. And that, like, there's been so much bullshit. And the part for me that was, like, the part that hurt when I was like reading this was when she said she was like you know if if I she's like I wish Tori would have just killed me instead of me living through all the torture of all of this because you know she suffered from so much depression she suffered from so much backlash she's like why does it seem like I'm the one on fucking trial and everybody that I fucked has become so center stage when he's the one that shot me And I'm just sitting here like, girl, I have that question too, because what the fuck? (laughs) And then she also spoke about how after, you know, she got back in the car and everything and they're in and Kelsey Harris and him are like arguing or whatever. He's basically trying to bribe them, telling them, you know, please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. I'll give you a million dollars each. And Kelsey Harris, who had previously stated that, yes, she saw Tori shoot Megan went ahead and said, I plead the fifth, which essentially the fifth is the fifth amendment, which basically prohibits you from self-incrimination. But that happened. And what the fuck? And she said, and Megan said that she felt really betrayed by Kelsey because she's like, you know, she still went to see Tori after he shot me. And she's like, you know, like, how do you trust someone like that? Right. But here's, here's, hmm, here's the part where I'm like, this is suspicious as fuck. So her ex bodyguard, Megan's ex bodyguard, Justin Edison has disappeared. Literally man went poof anime smoke because he was scheduled to appear in court to give his testimony of the events and like man is nowhere to be found according to tmz they said that you know they had reached out to the lapd and the lapd said that like while they do not know about his whereabouts technically it's not a missing person's case yet because no one's really announced him as missing And I'm just sitting here like, it's fucking suspicious. What does he know? Because supposedly Kelsey Harris had sent Justin Edison text messages saying, help Megan, Tori shot Megan 911. Like, (laughs) what? And like, there's so much, so much shit going around it because of like discrepancies in everyone's story. And, like, the fact that they had been out partying and drinking and all that stuff. But, like, Megan's discrepancies and, like, (laughs) we're going to get into Joe Budden in a second. But Megan's discrepancies were more so her having initially denied the fact that she fucked him and saying she had stepped on glass. Now, do I think that the stepped on glass lie was, you know, out of fear, out of I don't know what the fuck to do in this moment? out of shock, out of, like, protection because of everything that was happening with George Floyd and, like, it was at peak police brutality moments. The saying she didn't fuck him, I don't think she wanted that to be such a thing. 
you know, because then, like, I don't want to say that it can get, like, brushed off as, like, lover's quarrel, but, like, I feel like it possibly would have, and it would have been such a, like, you know, thing. I don't know. I think in that moment, she was just a girl in her 20s in a fucked up situation, and she didn't know what to do. I don't think any of them knew what to do because I'm pretty fucking sure everything did happen so fucking quickly. And the fact that Kelsey Harris went to see Tori after he shot Megan and then now she's pleaded the fifth and is like real hush-hush about everything. I don't know how I feel about it. Joe Budden. <laughs> oh, Joe Budden. So he's come under fire from a few people about the situation because on his podcast they were dissecting the trial essentially and he was like not I can't say talking shit on her but like essentially was like I don't fucking like the girl like she's done some basically saying that she's done some real bad shit to good people that he's known for 15 plus years and all this stuff and like people have like Vivica Fox was one of the people that told him to sit his ass the fuck down because he's nobody to like talk about uh (laughs) he's no one to talk about like doing people dirty and shit but I will keep y'all updated on what happens in regards to the trial I hope so much healing for Megan because well she is the one that ended up shot he did shoot her you know like that's just my personal opinion right i wasn't there i don't know but whether she has done shady shit or not she does not deserve to get shot like that's no that's not okay that whole situation is messy as fuck and tori was out here fucking both friends like (laughs) Mm. which i don't know But now, in movies, shows, and more, (laughs) y'all, Jackie Chan has announced that Rush Hour 4 is happening, sort of. So, he was at the Red Sea Film Festival and announced to the crowd that he was in conversations with the film's director. Now, who is the film's director? Nobody knows, but if it is Brett Ratner, uh, that's exciting because he is the person that did direct the first three Rush Hour films. I haven't heard anything from Chris Tucker's end. Hopefully, he will also make a reappearance in the film if it is happening. That would be really fucking cool. And also, just a yay. (laughs) It would be like a gift. It's like a reward for surviving 2022. (laughs) Joaquin Phoenix is returning as the Joker alongside Harley Quinn, alongside Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Now, the movie itself has a release date of October 4th, 2024, and I am personally excited. Uh, The title that's going is Joker Foliadu. Foliadu. And I'm really fucking stoked because I feel like it's going to be dark, it's going to be gritty, it's going to be uncomfortable and disturbing, and I can't fucking wait. Now, here's the thing about that. 
So the DCEU is doing a whole lot of a whole lot. And I hope they don't, you know, fuck around with this because, like, they have said that Joker is outside of the DCEU universe. We shall see if, like, James Gunn and Peter Safran had the fight to get the rights for it. We're going to see how that goes. But there is... So, yes, James Gunn has come to the DCEU and he has been merciless. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, like, talk shit, but merciless! Uh, Henry Cavill. Henry, we love you! He made a post on Instagram talking about how he had had a meeting with James and Peter and that basically telling us all that he will not be returning uh, after he was told by the studio to announce the return back in October. Unfortunately, and these were his words, he said, James and Peter have a universe to build. And, you know, he did say, like, however, like, it's okay, Superman lives on, everything he represents for us still lives on, and all this good shit, and I'm just like, oh, Mr. Cavill, were we being shady? Are you trying to tell us something? Are they completely tearing everything away? Well, they kind of are. Uh, Everything is up in the air as far as, like, Aquaman and the Flash go. And Lord knows what the fuck is going to happen with the Batman, whether it is Ben Affleck's and Robert Pattinson's. Hopefully, they keep moving along with Pattinson's. I really do like him as Batman, and the movie was incredible. I hope they can keep that momentum going for the second one, but we shall see because James Gunn is coming in hot. Gal Gadot also will not be returning to the role of Wonder Woman as there is no third film that will be released, which is very disappointing. However, for Mr. Cavill, (laughs) he also recently announced that Amazon, thank you to Amazon and Natalie Viscuzu at Vertigo, uh, they are bringing to life the Warhammer universe. So he's super thrilled about that. You know, we love to see you know, one door closes, another one opens, so congrats to him. (laughs) Now that we talked about DC, let's talk about Marvel. It's not really about Marvel. Disney's raising their prices (laughs) for their subscription, so if y'all haven't gotten the notice yet, it's happening. They're doing it. They said they were gonna, and they're sticking to it. (laughs) I only know because I got the notice for my subscription. Uh, In TV show news, Len... Len from Dancing with the Stars is leaving. After 17 years on the show, he is officially retiring. You know, he says that it feels like it's the right time. You know, he's not stumbling. He's not slurring over his words. He's, his age has not affected him and his health has not affected him to the point where, you know, he's forced to. He feels like it's a good time to leave. He is known as like the hard judge on Dancing with the Stars. And like, I absolutely wish him the best in his retirement. Ash Ketchum. (laughs) Yes, we went from Dancing with the Stars to Pokemon. (laughs) Ash Ketchum. It has been officially announced that he and Pikachu will be retiring from the Poke universe. After 25 years of catching them all, he is catching that young retirement. (laughs) Um, There are some speculations as to, like, 
what exactly is going to happen. Uh, some are thinking that they're going to age him out or they're going to make him older and they're going to partner him with his one true love, Serena. And, you know, they're going to grow up. And then, like, the girl that they have shown that is going to come out, she has the same, like, mark that his hat does. So they're, you know, it could probably be his kid is my assumption. But I don't know. We shall see what happens in the pokey world. For all my webtoon lovers out there, I don't know why I said it like that. That was so fucking weird. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mm. Midnight Poppyland is returning. Lily Dusk herself, a queen, an angel, a beautiful artist that we are all grateful for, did go on to Instagram and, of course, First things first, you know, she thanked everybody for her con for the condolences that were being offered uh, during the loss of her relatives this year, and she shared that she is in talks with Webtoon for a very, very possible return in February, and that she has been putting in the work and everything. It just, it comes down to her negotiating with Webtoon. Hopefully they come to an agreement and she returns to us because we need to know what happens with Poppy and Dora. Okay. <laughs> and to all my Mario fans out there. No, I'm not talking about the movie. I am slight thrilled. I do want to go see it. I'm curious about like how they're going to do this movie. I feel like it's going to be interesting. But I wanted to say, while I still want to go to the Super Nintendo World in Japan, uh, there, <laughs> I can't word, I'm so excited. They are bringing the Super Nintendo World officially to Universal Studios Hollywood, February 2023. Exciting! Are you guys stoked? I'm fucking stoked. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go to both. Porque, porque no las dos, you know? <laughs> so, well, I know why no for one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm allergic to fish tea. And the reason why that's relevant right now. <laughs> Two of my worst fears are coming to life and I don't like it. So one of my biggest fears, and it's such an irrational fear, but it's such a fear is that like, and this is a two-parter fear, right? Because one is that like, I'm walking next to a seafood truck on the road and it tips over and the fish land on me and then I die suffocated in a pile of fish. It's a thing, it's a fear, right? The other one is like at the shed being there when one of the tanks explodes and the fish land on me and I not only drown but also suffocate, it's a fear. Well, my fear came to life. So the Berlin Aquarium at the Radisson Hotel exploded. It exploded in the morning, in the wee hours of the morning. And 1,500 tropical fish came out that bitch, whooshing, as did like a bunch of water. Now they were able to save some of the fish, but then like a bunch did end up dying. A lot of them ended up in the street even and like froze to death. Real sad, real tragic. Fear. Fear come reality and I don't like it. Another fear of mine is that I will be forced 
to never drink coffee again. Why is this a fear? Because I love coffee, okay? <laughs> and coffee is getting fucking wrecked right now because of our good old friend, climate change. So scientists have stated that one, well, the biggest things impacted by climate change currently are coffee, chocolate, wine, rice, and shellfish. So like, fuck all the cute dates, y'all. They're not happening in the future. Uh, However, they were taking a look at the 124 other coffee species that are known to exist in uh, Africa, Madagascar, the Comoros Islands, the Mascarene Islands, Asia, and Australia. Uh, And they're doing this because of the depletion. So the biggest exporter of coffee is Brazil. Uh, They're the ones that have the Arabica beans and they have been coming up short in their cosechas. So it's like, it's becoming such a thing of not only is the price of coffee good and like, is just going to get higher than it already fucking is. Uh, there's also going to be less of it, which means that like sales are probably going to deplete and it might become a commodity to have coffee. Because especially here in the States, we ingest 2 billion cups of coffee a year or some shit. And I'm probably a million of those. (laughs) Uh, My shit talking aside, so Panera. (laughs) Panera and caffeine. Panera out here making people have the jitters. So they released, I think it was over the summer. They're like supercharged lemonades or whatever. Well, this TikToker pointed out that like, mm, people got to be real careful because they do have caffeine in them. How much caffeine, you ask? They have 390 milligrams of caffeine in one of the large lemonades. And the recommended daily dose by the FDA, which who listens to their recommendations when it comes to food? Uh, Not trying to be funny, but like, uh, the recommended dose, dose, God, it is a drug. Uh, the recommended dose of caffeine is four to five cups, but no more than 400 milligrams of caffeine in a day. One large cup is 390. And she said that like, you know, she became aware of it because I think she said her husband's a diabetic. And then like she started having heart issues from it because she was drinking four to five cups a day. as like 2000 milligrams of caffeine. And a monster, which makes people hella jittery, only has like 160 for like a regular 16 ounce can. So like, what the fuck? (laughs) This shit is crazy. Uh, But yeah, that was my random news for the day because I love coffee and I saw that and I was like, wow, we really out here wilding. But we're going to go on a short break and we will be right back because (laughs) Monroe, why is this episode called Like Royalty? And you didn't say shit about Harry and Meghan and the fucking Netflix stock and how the fucking royal family's being petty, pristine because I'm going to do a reveal. I got a whole lot of like show reviews and all that shit coming for y'all in the coming weeks. (laughs) the uh main stopper recently has been storage space so like you know how to get an extra little thingy majiggy 
what's the fucking word I'm looking for, CPU? <laughs> Uh, for extra storage space so that I can keep making all this wonderful content for y'all and not get stuck in being told, hey, you can't save this. <laughs> There's no space for you to. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna take a quick break right now. Y'all get some, get some snacks and we'll be right back with why this episode is tiled, titled Like Royalty. And we're back <laughs> that sounded so gross um the reason for this episode title today it is in congruence with the makeup and motivation video up on youtube now please go ahead and check that out if you would like to <laughs> you should i turned into princess peach it's cute as fuck <laughs> my craziness aside the video there covers essentially what I will be to some degree covering here. What is that? Well, with the holidays being what they are, I feel like this time requires a ton more gentleness, a ton more kindness to ourselves. And like the reason for titling it like royalty is because, you know, oftentimes it's so much easier for us to look at the people next to us and be like, oh my God, you're great. You're amazing. You're fantastic. You're all this stuff and hype them up and cheer them up on and like do so much. And then we come home and look in the mirror and do the exact opposite. There's so many quotes on the internet about like and on TikTok <laughs> of like, you know, talk to you like you would your best friend. And that's beautiful, right? Because you should. You should hype yourself up every day. And I know the holidays are not a time where that is easy. I love the holidays. Uh, but from the time of Thanksgiving well into the end of February, it is not an easy time for me. So I wanted to come on here and to everyone that's struggling right now, I want to say I love you. You are not alone. And this world is so much better with you in it. It may not always feel that way, but I promise you it is and it does get better. It's not easy and it's fucking work. And especially, you know, if all of those that are listening, if you're struggling right now because of traumas and some very difficult experiences when you're in the thick of it it can get dark but if you keep on pushing through it will it will get better during day-to-day -day life we go into this form of like autopilot it's essentially the act of doing a routine out of muscle memory versus actually intentionally living in that moment as you do what it is that you're doing for me personally the reason that i did this was because like i just i just didn't want to deal with it right i was like okay i know what i'm doing so i think about it because the thinking about it would bring on more thinking that would then throw me in a fucking spiral of just nothing matters type of self-talk and it wasn't until this year <laughs> granted I've been working on my mental health since I was a teenager. So it's been a good 15 years of me doing this shit. And it wasn't until I got thrown into the incredible program that I was. And like, 
one of the things that I am grateful for is that I have the resources available to me to even be in such a program. And when I was there, I was thrown so much shit into my face of like, not because like they were doing it. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to give that image that they were not like, well, bitch, you're a fuck up. Like, no, they were not doing that. But I learned so much about myself. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. I'm like picturing them say that and I just can't. They are the sweetest ladies ever. But big shout out to them. I absolutely fucking love those women. But there was so much that came to the forefront of myself and so many realizations at that time. Because like when you're dealing with so much but not actually handling it, it piles up. And for me, the universe showed me, well, if you're not going to deal with this, I'm going to drop kick you down so you deal with it. <laughs> and it put me in a place where I had no choice but to. And here we are. <laughs> All these months later. And some of the biggest lessons that I learned throughout it was that a big part of what would gauge my success in life for what I deem success to be was to simply treat myself better. <laughs> you're probably thinking, well, I do. I get up, I go to work, I come home, I eat, I shower, I sleep, done. While covering the basics is very important, and when you go through very, you know, depressive episodes, that's some of the first things that leave, it's the act of doing the basics intentionally. It's the act of living your life intentionally, of doing things with an intent to do them, not simply just because it's what has to be done, but because you genuinely want to. In the video on YouTube, that goes real deep, I go real deep into this, but I talk about the different ways of like treating yourself like royalty. And, you know, one of those ways was. <laughs> self-awareness <laughs> and bringing that self-awareness to the to the forefront of like your mind right because when you become aware of yourself you become aware of obviously all the shitty shit you've done that like seems to be like clockwork that that's the first thing that comes up and all the shitty shit that's been done to you but it also brings forward and this is often harder to digest than the negative is all the good that you've done as a person and all the incredible things that you've experienced that have been done for you. To treat yourself like royalty, to love on yourself, is the act of intentionally filling your own cup like you would for other people and like you would want someone to do for you. So how do we go about this royal treatment? For me, it's doing a whole lot of nurturing shit, if I'm honest with you. For me, it's very, like, taking pauses, like, taking a really hot bubble bath with, like, candles and the perfect music and the perfect scents and, you know, like, real, real cute. <laughs> real cute. And it involves me, like, taking a day to like do my nails and you know really just eating the foods that I want to eat and listening to some music and writing and reading and drinking coffee obviously <laughs> but for me 
to do all of that, you know, it's also writing my acknowledgments of myself, telling myself everything I've ever wanted somebody to tell me, reclaiming my power in that way. One of the most powerful things that was taught to me by one of the lovely therapists there, Kara, was, <laughs> shout out Kara, I love you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she, she wrote one because one of the exercises revolved around setting through thoughts that come in acknowledging them and asking whose voice is that is it my voice is it the voice of someone i know is it something that i picked up recently is it something that i picked up years ago where is this coming from and why is it making me feel this way and first off i was such a whoosh for me right i was just like wow okay that's fucking cool (laughs) and i was able to dissect a whole lot of shit off of that alone but the reason why that mattered so much was because in taking that moment of removing the outside influence over my person especially the negative outside influence over my person whenever i went forward to talk to myself in a self-deprecating way again it got harder and in the road to self-love the hardest thing is even figuring out who the fuck you are anymore after all the hurt It's like, how do we peel that back? You know, after you dig into those deep, dark emotions and dirty secrets that you keep hidden in the dark and all the negative shit that you perceive of yourself to be inherently evil or bad or however you perceive it, it's about saying to yourself, I know that was some fucked up shit, but I forgive you and I love you. And I acknowledge that what we did in order to survive is what had to be done to survive that situation and then acknowledging that you are able to handle your life even though it doesn't feel like it because trust me we are all out here winging it to some degree (laughs) that is my little tidbit of treating yourself to like royalty be kind to yourself be soft with yourself allow yourself and give yourself the space to be vulnerable as well as allowing yourself to feel your feelings. Because whether it is anger or sadness or hatred or disgust, it does not mean that those feelings aren't valid. But before you you like act on those feelings, take a moment and pause and think. It's the same thing if you are feeling exuberant amount of joy and you're like hysterical and like not like a You know, even hysterical has like such a bad connotation, but you're just like elated and you're super excited and you have all this stuff and you want to do all these things. You got to take a pause and think about it because on one end of the spectrum, you might be seeing things with rose colored glasses and on the other one, you're seeing things from behind a wall, perhaps. It is important to love on yourselves. It is important to, you know what? I want you to do something for me. For the next 12 days, I want you guys to look yourself in the mirror and say something nice about yourself. And it is going to be gross. It's going to feel so gross. And I don't mean like you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say something physical about yourself. No, if you are not comfortable doing that, you don't have to. But say something nice about yourself. One thing that you love about you. Whether it's how fast you can read, uh, how awesome you are at fucking Tetris, 
how you fucking killed everybody in the fucking game the other night. How you <laughs> guessed all the prices on prices right. Like any thing that makes you feel good how like you tried a new fucking dish that you'd never cooked before and you killed that shit you were like yes i did that right like ever surprise yourselves <laughs> i do that shit when it, especially when it's like something i've never made before and it comes out fucking delicious i'm like damn who made you <laughs> you know say something good about yourself say something cute and even if you laugh about it at first keep going and write it down because every day for 12 days that is your starting point you are gonna say something today and then tomorrow you're gonna say that and another thing and you're gonna add it on and so on and so forth and once you do i want you all to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you love you for everything that you are, for everything that you have been, and for everything that you have yet to be. Because if you can't look at a baby picture of you and tell that bitch she ain't shit, why are you doing it to yourself? Glow yourself up. Step into your fucking power. Build you up. Because in the race of life, it's really just us against the previous versions of ourselves. You're in competition with nobody else out there, okay, my lovely hummingbirds? do better. If you know better now, do better with what you know. It might not have been easy before, but believe me when I tell you it's worth it. Okay, that's it from me for today. I'm gonna go ahead and drink my green tea. If you guys know any like good teas, uh, comment them in the comment section of this episode, in the comment section of the YouTube video that is up, on my Instagram, on my TikTok, be like, yo, this is a good tea. And I'll, I'll know you came from pop culture. And I'll be like, yo, that's awesome. And I'll tell you one of my favorite teas. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I have for you guys today. As always, my loves, les mando mucha paz, muchos besos. Y les recuerdo que miren hacia la luna. Sending you much peace, many kisses, and reminding you to always look up at the moon. Follow me at all my handles, at Elemonrovasquez, at Twifey, at Elaloon on Spicy side, cause it's back. Yes, I brought it back with Prince's speech. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's it. That's all I got for y'all. Go out there, kill the fucking day. Fucking slay that bitch. Show 2022 you got hands too as we exit and go into 2023. Uh, And yeah, remember that you matter. Okay, I love y'all. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.